from the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Well, hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Wow Report, where we count down the top 10 things that make us go wow. wow. That's right. Um, I'm Fenner Bailey, co-founder of World of Wonder, and joined this week, of course, by Jane St. James, the editor of the Wow Report, the blog, and uh, our producer, Blake. You're standing in for Tom Campbell, who's... Um, Mysteriously vanished. <laughs> he's out on the <laughs> yes, making TV magic. And our extra special guest, such an honor, such a pleasure, really, T.S. Madison, star of the T.S. Madison Experience. Yes! Wiggle for us, honey. Do a, do a little wiggle, wiggle. Woo! It's <laughs> <laughs> for our YouTube viewers only. Oh, yeah. Now, this, yeah, well, I just, okay. it's coming to WeTV, right? Mm-hmm. Thursdays, 10 p.m. Right. Yes. Premiered last night. That's right. So, you are number 10, T.S. Madison. Number 10. Well, let's do it, honey. I like to start at a 10. Uh, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> <If you're> lucky. <laughs> I usually put that in, in descriptions when they ask about me. But, you know, we're here, and I'm, like, really excited. I, I just want to first start out by saying I am so happy to be a part of the World of Wonder family. Um, I've been a part of the World of, World of Wonder family for close to a decade now. And in the entire decade, we've been working on something T.S. Madison. And it truly has been an extreme experience. Um, we've, we've, we've been together. We've created Wait a Minute. We've created uh, Let Me Pick You Up. And you guys have just really been in in bed with me. And you know, I always say, usually when guys get in bed with me, they never get out. And here we are still together in the bed. And we've made some magic happen. And now we're able to make, you know, TV magic happen. And it it feels so good because I feel I'm with my family that's doing this. Um, I trusted you guys with with a project. I came to you and, and, and trust. Whoops. If you're gonna freeze, you gotta you, you better look like that. You better you better look as beautiful as that right there. That is a gorgeous freeze frame. Oh, <laughs> this is this is that thing that you were experiencing on your show, Madison, where it is yeah. live TV and you've just gotta go with it, right? When you freeze. It will, yeah. Yeah, you gotta uh, do that. Tell me a bit about how, how it feels different because it seems to me like it's it's a very uh, uh casual set. Everyone is has been friends forever. Everyone knows each other forever. It's family. How does it feel different? How does it feel more formal to be in a TV show as opposed to doing just YouTube videos? Well, um, it, it feels different because now um, the story is in World of Wonder and We TV's hands, and so usually I'm able to uh, control the narrative. Um, you know, how I want people to see me on YouTube. Now that the camera is really being turned on me and I have the opportunity to see my experience through someone else's eyes. Is it uh, hard for you to let go of that control a little yes! bit? The control yes. freak. I know, I know. It is so hard. It is very hard. And it is very it's very scary because, you know, I'm I'm very meticulous about the things that I do and I do know that um I'm I'm a, a, a representation in the trans community, and especially uh, trans women of color. And I'm it, it 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 makes me afraid a little bit. But being that I've had such a great relationship with with Wow and the World of Wonder family, like I I have a good a trust that that they are there for me, and they're not gonna let me make any. Well, not too many mistakes now. <laughs> oh, you got to have some mistakes. That's the fun of it. <laughs> Wait, tell me about the experience of working with We. Uh, we TV. We TV came into my life by way of 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 Wow. Um, I, I was working on. Um, they <laughs> we've been doing this for a long time, James. We were we were working on a show called uh, Selling It in the ATL. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were we we we, were, we did a show like that and we, um, we uh World of Wonder produced that show along with Carlos King. Right. And they were filming here in Atlanta and I remember 
Tom telling me, uh, Tom and Rushi saying to me, Madison, um, there's a new show that we're developing in Atlanta and and we want to put you, we want to start placing you because I signed my development deal with, with wow. And they were like, well, we need to start putting you places so people can get, you know, familiar with you in the TV space. So of course I don't need any introduction, honey, baby. (laughs) They came here to the house, and um, this is at the time when Mary Mary's television show was open, and I was real candid about Mary Mary's show. But honey, <laughs> I listen, it was so much stuff going on on that show, which I love the show, but I'm from the church, so it was like stuff that was going on in church, and I was watching it. One of the executives was here while they were filming. We filmed. We filmed scenes from me, filmed scenes in the house or whatever, which I don't think any of it made it. I don't think that they didn't put it in there. But one of the executives sat in this chair over here. i never forget it. That chair over there. And she said... <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. She said, how do you feel about Mary Mary's show? I said, do you really want me to tell you how I feel about it? <laughs> and she said, yes. And so I sat down and crossed my legs on the on the sofa, and I started telling her about it. And I, I, I know that maybe two days after that, I got a call from Randy. And uh, I think Randy said, Madison, I don't know what you said over there, but those are me. <laughs> <laughs> but they want to develop a show with you. And so we went out. And um, we, this is how the process first started like that. We started working on um, a show that you guys were in. It was called Transatlanta. You guys are going to do that. And then I don't know what happened, like the, the, the cast and the show. I'm not going to talk bad about them. I will, but I'm not going to do it. All <laughs> <laughs> but we, we did, that didn't happen. And um, WeTV was like, it's okay with every, hey, hey y'all. <laughs> Don't start all that stuff now. <laughs> it's uh, we TV said it's so like that's not going to work. But however, we still want her. Find us something to do with her, and that's what you want to hear, isn't it? That is the golden phrase. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> loves TS Madison. It, everybody does. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this has been one of the longest, you know. These days, it takes a while to get a show up and running. And I know several times, you, I remember T.S. you saying, is it really going to happen? And we were like, yes, it really is. But it's, You it's- know, Fenton, I used to be so afraid that it wasn't going to happen because I, I, I don't have the best past and I'm not ashamed of it. Um, and I used to think that I was going to be held prisoner to that for forever. So, you know, I thought that it wasn't going to happen. And what I love about World of Wonder, Randy and Fenton and Tom and everybody over there was it, it was just a reassurance that Madison, you didn't commit any crime by doing what you needed to do to survive, and you shouldn't be held a prisoner to that. And you're 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 a great talent. You're fun, funny, and and we love you here. And we're going to get you a television show, and that's why I've never. I've never, ever left. Like, so many production companies were talking to me like, hey, Madison, won't you sign with us? I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm with I'm with a place that I feel is family for me. Family, definitely, yeah. Well, bless you. Bless you, bless you. And thank you so much also for coming back on the WOW Report because the last time we had you on, do you- <laughs> <laughs> We still talk about that, that we managed to frighten T.S. Madison. <laughs> that we had you, your mouth was hanging open. You didn't know what the hell was going on. I'm like, what? She, 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 she ate what? Every time we know that one. How is that even possible? But it was, it was a key word, and it... Um, James, you're going to mention it was, it was, uh, we talk about it every time. Cannibals. It was, yeah, it was, it was the boy cannibal who was eating the, he, he ate the people on the street. He went and he was having dinner with his family and then he got up and he went and killed some people and was eating them. No, I think this, I just rewatched it today. We were doing, cause you were here to, you were there to support the Queen's Supreme Court. So we gave you 10 court cases and you were supposed to decide. And the first one was the cannibal 
who put an ad in the paper in Germany and oh, to eat another me? person. Would you come and eat me. And then the guy, he had a date with a grinder hookup and the grinder guy ate him. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. But look at right now. We're, we're back and we've got we've got her again. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with us. I promise we won't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh my god, eating some now listen, the only time that I, the only way I'm gonna eat someone is if they can get up and walk away when I'm done. Honey. That's it. <laughs> just, just just one little bite out of their thigh. Just, yeah, little, just a little, little bit, a little nibble. Yeah. No, won't hurt nobody. <laughs> well let's <laughs> let's move on to number nine. Uh mm-hmm. James, what made you go wow this week? Number nine. The United States versus Billy Holiday. Has anyone watched this yet on Hulu? You did. Okay. Now, uh, I think Andrea Day is amazing. She's an amazing talent. She's gorgeous. She has that voice. She gets the Billy Holiday voice down. Um, I was not a huge fan of it, though. I think she's on her way to the Oscar. I think she's Oscar bound. I think it's going to be her and Viola Davis who did Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah. To me, I thought Diana Ross did a better job. Uh, Lady Sings the Blues. If, did, does anyone know that movie? Yeah. In 1973, I think she, Diana embodied Billy a little bit more. But I think um, Andrew Day looked more like a young Eartha Kitt, don't you think? She, she did look like a younger Eartha Kitt. However, I did appreciate her her rendition of Billy Holiday because, I mean, she kind of had the. Even though she had the earth had an has an Eartha Kittish type look, yeah, yeah, she she still em, she still kind of embodied embodied it a little bit, you know. Now for me, here's a, it's a good it's a good it's a great story, but I was in it, and it was moving fast. Mm-hmm, did it mm-hmm. did it did it move fast to you? It, you know, it's it's a long movie actually, but it does it hits all the points that need that need to be hit, and the fact that they um sort of framed it with strange fruit in her, you know, when, when she would sing that song about lynching, the mm-hmm. strange fruit hanging from the tree. Mm-hmm. And um, and the, every time she sang the song, pow, she would get arrested. Like they, they were just, they were out to get her. They were going to imprison her for something. And that's what it was. But it was just moving so fast, James. I I, I was sitting here trying to really like zoom in on it. And, and I understood what was going on, but I was like, well, who's, Who's this one? Who's well? Who did stick out in the store to me was Leslie. Well, if we can talk about that for one second, because God bless Leslie Jordan. I love me some Leslie Jordan. There's no two ways about it. But he's playing some weird Quentin Crisp drag queen character. That in 1959 there would be no drag queen in position of power like that. What the hell was that character? And what the hell was he doing? Funny. It was, it was, was so funny. It was so funny. He it, said, was, it, was, it was it was completely different. You have. Billie Holiday, who is the embodiment of suffering, the, the for black people suffering under Jim Crow in, in that period of time. Mm-hmm. And everything, every phrase, every timber of her voice is mm-hmm. pain. And then all of a sudden you get Leslie Jordan out there doing like some drag queen stick and you're like, we are in a different movie altogether. It was so funny when he said, so tell me what's it like to be in a colored woman? <laughs> I almost died laughing because it was the wig for me. It was the wig, that whooshy wig. It was like literally out of it was out of Drag Race. It was out of UK Drag Race for me in 2021. I don't know what was going on, um, but I think you have to if you weren't familiar with Billy's story, then it was going a little fast, and you did not. You, you might have gotten lost a little bit. So I, I'm giving it a C plus. I think I'll give it a, a B. Okay. Okay. Did any, but Fenton, have you watched it yet? I have not watched it, but I you have to because, like I said, she is Oscar bound, and the way she she just gets that voice because the Billie Holiday is a once in a lifetime voice. Well, maybe it was that over the look for the producers, you know. Well, I, I wonder if you know, because sort of, I think Queen Latifah might have done a better job with the look. You know, really. Billy was sort of a big woman. She wasn't. She wasn't a delicate little twig. You know, I mean, despite that she was battered and abused and and the you know had so many you know the heroin addict, but she was. She was. She was sort of like an elephant Gerald type. Mm-hmm, she was. But you know, um, she, uh, Queen Latifah did Bessie. 
Yes, she did. Yes, she did. I forgot she, about that. She did Bessie so good to me. Like, I, I was really... Mm. And sometimes I go back and forth with Latifah, uh, but she would really, she did a really good job with that. And I really, I thought she deserved more uh, awards than she got. Yes. Well, that's Billy. That's so. So that's streaming on Hulu, James. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. United States versus Billy Holiday. All right. Well, watch it. Number eight. Number eight. I just want to take a moment to remember someone who I just learned passed away very recently. Derek Kahn. Do you remember Derek Kahn, James? I remember him working with uh, Louis with the Madonna's dancers. Yes, Jose yes. and Louis. Uh, when Jose and Louis broke out with Vogue in the video Vogue, he managed them as a band called the the Queen's English. And Derek was this stylist. He was the in-house stylist for Motown. And for Salt and Pepper, he he took Salt and Pepper out of that Harlem the eight ball look and get put them in Dior. I totally remember that. He, oh. Yeah, Salt and Pepper for a long time had that sort of street cred look about them. And then all of a sudden they broke out in couture and it was a complete change of of everything. And that was because of him. Mm. Yeah, right. Derek was the uh, New York Times did it wrote an obituary said he was the architect of the overtop look known as Ghetto Fabulous. Mm. And he he turned um, rap stars onto Fendi, Chanel, Dolce & Gabbana. And also bedazzled them in jewels like from Harry Winston, Piaget, Van Cleef and Arbels. And therein lay the problem. Because um, <laughs> yes. after I remember this very well too. Yeah, where he um, was dressing them all in Harry Winston jewels. He would he would get all the, the the rap stars of the time. He would get them their diamonds. And then instead of returning the diamonds, he would go <laughs> and sell them to, because he needed money for his lavish lifestyle. Exactly, because he was a sort of ambassador of luxury to the hip-hop world. And it was expensive. He was throwing dinners here and there and flying first class. And he had to maintain a certain style. Um, (laughs) And so um, that led to um, a couple of stretches in prison. And then then he was, I'm telling you, like, funny, it's very sad. He was then deported uh, because he was originally from Trinidad. And he decided to start over again in Dubai. And that's where I really got to know him because years and years and years ago, we cast a series for Bravo set in Dubai. And Derek was the man on the scene and he was so fabulous and welcoming and helpful. I don't remember this at all. Is that when Darren went to the United Emirates? That was was Pamela Anderson. Oh, yeah. Right, that was later, but... Uh, yeah, it was, it was around that time, though, 2006, 2007. So, and Dubai was in the middle of this extraordinary, you know, they were building the, the um, is it the Burj Khalifa, the, the super, super tall one. Mm-hmm. And um, Derek just knew absolutely everybody. And he'd be like, come on over to this place, darling. You must go here. You must go there. He was a lovely, a real force of nature. Um, one of his friends said he had suffered from what she calls fatal optimism, which I thought was rather sort of poetic. And um, another of his friends, Cheryl Lala, said he could make macaroni look fabulous. Uh-huh. He what, just, how did, what was it that he died? How did he die? What was it? Do we know? Complications from COVID. Uh, he died. No. Yeah, the day after uh, Valentine's Day, February 15th in Dubai, he was, he was just 63 years old. I was going to say he couldn't have been that old because I remember him in the 90s and he was a young kid then. Wow. It's, it's such a sad story, but he was he was such a... A blazing light. He was always in a good mood, always so fun and funny and very generous. Well, you talk like Madison, you talk about people not being, uh, you know, trapped in their past. And he was someone who uh, had had a past and he managed to always be happy and always be in and rise above it. And lived lavishly, I see. Mm-hmm. Wow. He did. And I think in a way, Dubai, he was very happy in Dubai because Dubai is like a Dubai itself is a place that's kind of larger than life, and he fit right in in that respect. So, and I so, imagine there are a lot of people living in Dubai who have passed and are, are there to to escape. Uh-uh. Dubai, <laughs> <laughs> I love that, James. <laughs> Dubai is always waiting for us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's let's time. Um, so that's rest in perfection, Derek Khan. Uh, and when we come back. Uh, we'll carry on counting down the top 10 things that made us go wow here on Radio Andy. Now, Blake, you normally have a question for us. I do, I do. Um, this guy, it's his birthday today. He was the star of one of Netflix's biggest pandemic hits. 
and he's sitting in jail and he just made the news this week that he has a new lawyer. Who is he? Ooh. Hold the thought. T.S. will come back right after the break with the answer. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. And welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton here with uh, James Hick James and Blake and our super duper fabulous guest, T.S. Madison, star of the Madison Experience, now airing on WeTV. Woo! Yes. But you just gagged me before the commercial break because I'm sitting here trying to figure out who it was or okay. is. Yeah, what, tell us, give, give us the question again. Here's the question. It's this guy's birthday today. He's the star of one of Netflix's biggest pandemic hits, and he's sitting in jail today. He made news this week because he just hired a new lawyer. Who is he? I I am completely you're gasping. I, I can't figure this out to save my life. What, I'm who, so who, glad I, I came up with this all by myself, and I was scared it was too right easy. Now, who had a Netflix hit? Who was in prison? Tiger, uh, Tiger King. Tiger King. Oh, okay. He just so, hired the same lawyer this week that was representing the family of Carol Baskin's <laughs> missing husband. Dear God. <laughs> the irony. Right. Well, hopefully he'll be able to work some magic because uh, he's going to be in there. He's been in there for a while, right? He's been locked up for a while. And I think well, he's getting out anytime soon either. He thinks he is. He thought Trump was going to pardon him, remember? Praise <laughs> God. Uh, well, are we, are we sad? Are we sad for him? Or like, yes, uh, I think he's a larger than life force, and and I mean, he didn't murder anyone. He just he just doesn't like Carol Baskin and is quite sort of free with his mother. Sure, are we sure that he didn't orchestrate the whole hit on her? I mean, I don't know. I think he might be sort of a trouble. I think I think maybe he should be in prison. Maybe that's where he needs to be. But what about Carol Baskin and her ex-husband who's presumably been eaten by tigers? What about, I mean, did, Oh, oh, well, I oh, about that. Well, yeah, she should be in prison, too. Put them all in prison is what I say. Let the tigers go and put all those bitches in cages. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, let's carry on counting down. Oh, is it Randy? The Randy surprise. <laughs> That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Honey, oh my God. Yes. All right, Randy. Okay, so counting down the top 10 things that made us go wow this week, I'm pleased to announce we've instituted a new segment, Randy at number seven, the Randy Surprise. Number seven. Well, you know, I'm glad that you guys were able to work out a deal with my with with my people, with my agents, and with my attorney. I'm real in the few minutes, but I am so starstruck. <laughs> Nothing that anyone can talk about other than TS. I've been thinking so much about the icon that you are, and for how long you've been an icon, and how ready you've been. I'm sorry, but I just like uh, I can't. I can only be here for a couple of minutes. I have four really quick things to mention and I'll do it really quickly. And I think you've probably talked about all four of them already. I will just yeah. say before you start, the last time you came on the show, you basically finished it off. I do want to say, that, hold on, Randy, as iconic as TS is, and I believe that she is going to be a huge, huge star after this week, the biggest star the planet has ever seen. But I think Ms. Mary is going to be up there with you. Oh, yes. Oh. Is going to steal the damn show right out there. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, honey. <laughs> she yes. is a hoot. She is, she is really something. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think you, need, you guys need to sign her to a development deal, too. We bought to. Now, good. Yeah, there you go. There's going to be a lot of Miss Mary product, don't you think? Like a whole. Oh, whole yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We were have we were we were supposed to do a show called Driving Miss Mary in. We, we probably we probably could, can revisit that again. Yep, <laughs> Driving Miss Mary. Um, so just four things that I've been thinking about this week. Again, you might have already touched on them. You've probably talked about butterflies so many times. In fact, I think I talked about butterflies last week because I'm always thinking about butterflies. We didn't talk about butterflies. Why? Okay. Mentioned- well, you know, the Western monarch is like is about to become extinct, and it's like number two hundred, one hundred and sixty-one on this 
list of species before they can put be, it becomes an endangered species. They're the monarchs that hang out here in Los Angeles. They come. They're the ones that go back and forth to Baja. So we all have to do what we can do. There's a, there's a there's an yeah. article in the LA Times that gives you some hints. It's all about the butterfly. Well, hold I, on, I got I, the butterfly right there. Hi, baby. Beautiful. That looks like a swallowtail. Uh, I started. I have a butterfly garden, a sanctuary in my backyard now. It's you. It's really important to get the right kind of milkweed. You know, they only they only eat milkweed. And there are different kinds, and there's like this tropical milkweed that's killing the monarchs, and all these people in LA went out and bought the tropical milkweed and killed the monarchs. Oh, no. So anyway, everybody should do what they can to save the monarchs. Dion Warwick, I know we've you've you've talked about her before, but everything she does, everything she does, we every single day we need to be rooting for, following, living. I've turned my children onto Dion Warwick. Um, I'm so happy that SNL are now like, you know, giving her props. Hopefully soon they'll be giving TS props as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I tell you, I, you know, I've been re-listening to a bunch of that best of Dionne Warwick. A house is not a home. You oh. know, promises, promises. Oh. You never love this way again. Uh, yeah. you, you know, know we went- San Jose <laughs> is good stuff. Just, just last year we went to see her in Vegas and there were, it was like in a room with like 45 people. We, she was That's right the way there. to do it. That is the we, way to do it. When we, went, uh, when we went to our table, she was at the bar smoking a cigarette, signing <laughs> with a It was great. It was amazing. <laughs> um, two, two things and then I got to go. The other thing is I'm so happy that SNL is so gay. And I, Bowen Yang. So Bowen good. Yang. So good. Did you guys already do him? Okay. Everything. No, no, no. no but I, I, I'm getting a little tired of what's her face. Um, the one that every what's her the, the, the big McKinnon. breakout star. Kate. Yes, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon is driving me a little crazy. She's a little full of herself lately, and it seems like every time she just sits and laughs at her own jokes and thinks that she is so funny. And I don't get it half the time why people love her. I'm loving Bo and Yang, but I'm done with her. Oh, I still love her. But I love her. I love Cecily. Keep it rolling. I'm sorry. Cecily as um MGT was hilarious on weekend. Oh, definitely strong. Yes. And I, I'm sorry. I still do Colin Jost in a hot second. I think he is. He, I, 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 he's he's annoying, and you want to punch that face. But boy, I what I would do to him. And the one takeaway from the Tom and Jerry movie, he has um. You know, he's always buttoned up on Weekend Update. He has gray chest hair. Who knew? Mm. Kyle Johansson do. Mm. Um, and then I have to go, but my final thing is the Jeremy Scott Moschino show. Did you guys see that? I saw the the pink the pink um shoe that's the handbag. Did you see that? Yeah. It's like the Marilyn yeah. Monroe dress handbag. <gasps> they had a, a, a kabuki kabuki did a lot of the makeup and it ends with Dita Von Teese, like with a um with her butt cut out. Like that's the very end of it, but it's worth. It's kind of worth seeing. There's, you know, it's. it's he is such a genius. Um, he really is. He, every every season, he just manages to. There's always a couple things that I, you know, you want all the drag race girls to be wearing them. You you want. I, I want to wear it on the red carpet. It is just. He really is being such fun stuff. He's a and it's a, he directed it and there's you know it's like a, it's like a couture show for 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 ladies like it's like old school couture show it's like this whole piece it's like strippers like like 19th century strippers just oh <laughs> i gotta get into that honey that's in my area it's really uh-huh. beautiful okay no but randy i'm not gonna let you go just yet you have to stick around for number six okay james number six number six oh i think i wanted to talk about the 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 awards right the golden globes is that what it is Okay, because there are a couple takeaways for me for that that I really need to talk about. Cynthia Arrivo, who mm-hmm. can do no wrong, she every the role she tackles. She was in that Orange Club Kid, or no, no, it was um, the the Lime Green Circus Tent. I don't know if you guys saw it was Club Kid down. It was amazing. She she really stole the show. She and Chadwick Boseman's widow. Wife. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where she was wearing that, it was like the, the branches, the golden branches on her gown. Unbelievable. Really, really something to look at. I was furious at the time with Jason Sudeikis, 
for being, you know, potted out of his mind and his hair looked a little greasy and he was in a, a sweatshirt. And then I thought to myself, his girlfriend just left him for Harry Styles. And if, you know, I, he, he's allowed to be a mess. I think if anyone, you know, if you if you lose your girlfriend to Harry Styles, you're allowed to be uh, uh, high on a couch. And he's so hot. <laughs> he is hot. I wanted him to be a little dressed up, but then when I realized that he is really going through it right now, I let it go. Um, Randy, your thoughts? Who, who was it? Jodie Foster or was it Jane Fonda for you? Um, I really love Jane Fonda so much. She was amazing for me. Jodie Foster was just fun because of like I didn't mind. I like being in celebrities' homes and sniffing around and seeing kids who are hanging on too long. I love all that stuff. It's like the great equalizer thing. I noticed a lot of British women with really super red hands, like with blood circulation issues. Um, <laughs> but like uh, the Rosamund Peak and Bye. Queen's Gambit. Like if you, their hands were super red. So that was something I, I, I don't know. Do you I, did, did, did you catch him? I didn't get a chance to watch it. You know, you guys have have me so deep impressed. <laughs> like I'm doing press for the T.S. Madison experience. I mean, next year you'll be you'll be getting a Golden Globe. Uh, yeah, I, listen. If I don't get a Golden Globe, I'm definitely going to get something golden. Okay, you better know. <laughs> the thing about Jodie Foster, though, is for 35 years we've been trying to ease her out of the closet. And it, she she fought it every step of the way, and she would not she would not come out she would not come out. And now to see her happy with her wife sitting on the couch, just as at ease as can be with all. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. What happened? Well, she was she was somebody in the eighties and nineties that the gay community w- wanted her to step up and say, "I am gay," and she is she out too. now. She She's is. Out. She came out. I think at like the Oscars a few years ago, or some some award. It was show. like the worst kept secret in Hollywood. Like yeah, everyone, everyone knew. But so, she, so it wasn't Hannibal that was eating her. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was actually no. <laughs> but now her, so at ease with herself is is a nice thing after all this time. So I guess one one of the takeaways for me. Oh God, I'm happy to hear that. I love Jody. Yeah. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> we'll remember Michelangelo Senior Rally in Out magazine. Remember there were the posters all around New York. Uh, her and Rosie O'Donnell, come out, come out. We we need you now. And they wouldn't. Mm. You remember that, Randy, right? Yeah, I do remember that. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's funny, <laughs> none of us were ever in. What? None of us were ever in. Like, I don't, no. you know what I mean? Like, uh, anyway, uh, anyway, I mean, the expectation these days you have to come out. Like, I remember uh, just <laughs> so long ago, I was never in, but also that making yourself come out was a bit of a thing. It was like being reborn. You had to do it. Well, especially during the AIDS crisis when it was yeah. so important to have representation. And you wanted celebrities to come out because if that would help other other people come out. And we needed that. And so it was it was a very different time. So, you know, and she was a part of all Maddie, your journey's been like really pretty incredible and completely different than all of ours because it's it's like you've come out on in different ways in more than one time and it's been kind of tricky. Yeah, it has, you know, and for me, you know, looking at all like this all of you are pioneers and for cuz you you guys are so much so much seasoned than me. No, a season. We didn't trailblaze your, like you trailblazed your journey, yeah. which is so different and so unique to ours. Like there wasn't a roadmap for you. You just, yeah. you just did it. Did it. Just went and did it. And, and this, and, and this is why it's so important that you guys at WOW, are telling this story because I'm doing it for other people that are coming up behind me. And I'm so happy to, I'm just so happy. And Randy, you know, I love you so much. I'm so happy that you guys just stuck in there with me. Cause I was telling Fenton, I was telling James and, and I was telling Blake when men get in bed with me, they usually don't get out and look at all of us are still in the bed together this long time. I love it. The T.S. Madison experience. 
right? It's a very, it's a very tasty experience. It's gorgeous. And th- thank you, Tears, for sticking with us too. I mean, it's a two-way thing. I found my mm-hmm. family. You listen, you go through this life and you really, you really find your tribe. Like I, I hear RuPaul say that all the time, but it's it's the most truest thing. Like, oh, you just got to do, you don't need a whole bunch of people. You just need your tribe and your tribe will make mm-hmm. it happen for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very well said. All right, let's go on to number five. Number five. I'm just going to talk a little bit about I Care A Lot. Has anyone seen I Care A Lot on Netflix? Okay, I haven't seen it yet, but who is the lady that they, I've been seeing them posting that they hate her. Rosamund Pike, she plays a psychopath and she does it really, really well. And she is a, a sort of hateful villain in the movie. She she poses as someone who cares a lot, but what she really does is gets guardianship of older people, gets a doctor <sighs> to put them in a nursing home, takes guardianship and then sells off all their properties and has a high time with her lesbian lover. <gasps> she okay. plays an absolutely despicable character in the movie. And then her sort of nemesis in the movie is Peter Dinklage, who's like a, a mobster. Because what, what Rosamund Pike's character does is she picks on this old lady, thinking she's poor, befuddled, rich lady, you know, ripe for exploitation, but sort of somehow unconnected, gets her locked up in the nursing home, takes away her phone and starts selling her stuff off. But turns out she is the mother of this incredibly evil mobster. Which is which is the little person? English, right. I love him. Yeah, from Game of Thrones, he's so amazing. But this mm-hmm. sounds like something I was I was planning on doing to my sister. So if it can, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all really, be, quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be be quiet before y'all give my my uh, plan away to Miss Mary. Don't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. I kind of right, hated uh, this movie so much, but then I instantly went down and put put it on play for my dad. And then we talked about it for days afterwards, actually. So, you know, her character is also a lesbian, and I forget the name of the woman who plays her lover, but I never bought that relationship. Like, there were two women kind of playing, like... I I agree. And the thing that captivated me about the movie was her hair. She has this perfect quaff that's like a helmet, and it... And she is really good in it, right? I mean, she she's playing a despicable character, but she does it so well. And at the Golden Globes, she said the strangest thing when she won. She was in this big, fruity ball gown, and she said, I'd like to thank America's broken legal system <laughs> so we can tell stories like this, which is like, um, it just sounded a bit off. But then someone tells me she was being ironic, so maybe I misinterpreted the whole thing. I think I'm going to have to catch that. I'm going to watch that this weekend, and maybe we'll, we, we can talk about it privately because it sounds sort of interesting. I'm doing it tonight when I get off. It's. I think it's like slightly icky because just it isn't nice to imagine old people being locked up and having their heirlooms sold off. It's, it's right. something about it is a little. Ooh. Are you Diane, worried? Are you worried? Diane Weist plays the old lady, and she's so good. I love she's Diane. So oh, God, I love. Her. Yeah. She really, she, she kind of makes the movie for me. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll carry on with our countdown of the top 10 things that made us go wow here on the Wow Report on Radio Andy. Yes, God, honey. Oh, Blake, you got a question? I do. Um, another birthday. She started her career. She started her career in horror flick. Children of the Corn 5, Fields of Terror. But now she's banging one of the hottest dudes in Hollywood. And her birthday's today. Who is it? She's married to, I think, maybe. Children Definitely of the Corn kids. 5, I remember it like it was yesterday. One of my favorite movies of all time. Yep. You're listening to The Wow Report on Radio Andy, and we'll have the answer right after the break. You're listening to World of Wonders, Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the World Report. I'm Fenton here with Blake and James St. James, and of course, T.S. Madison, our super duper extra special guest. We had Randy on for a brief moment, but he's gone. Um, <laughs> Blake, what was the question? How in well, the hell did we get through Children of the Corn 1? Children of the Corn. Dear God. Well, um, it's this Children of the Corn part five actress's birthday today but it's okay because she wound up winning 
she's now banging one of the hottest dudes in Hollywood. Well, it's got to be Scarlett Johansson doing Colin Jost, like we just said. Close, no cigar. Okay. Who's who's banging Harry Styles? That's Olivia Wilde. Yep. Oh. Not her either. Okay. Oh. okay. Who's, who's the hottest guy in Hollywood? Ryan Gosling. It's Eva Mendez. Oh! oh. I, she, know, I... was, she was in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a long time ago. One of our first yeah. roles. Well, how did we get to five? We, how do we get even past one? Okay. <laughs> they steal the children falling behind the white rose. He who walks behind the white rose. <laughs> are, you, are you quoting Children of the Corn One? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is magical right there. You can just pull that out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was over it after, like, I'm like, girl, what is, what is, I've, I, I want sat, to Leprechaun 2 for us right now, go. Oh, <laughs> honey, um, uh, Leprechaun, Leprechaun 2, was it when he was in the hood, or was that 3? I, I think he just, 2 was the one with Jennifer Aniston, right? Or was she I number 1? So. Yeah, so I think he's, I think he's, he's New York and number 3. <laughs> it was one, I can't, I, I remember the one he was in the hood, and he was like, uh, Something about you want to taste my lucky rainbow or something. I was like, what? <laughs> After a while, guys, you got to let it go. You got to. I, I, are you a huge horror fan? Because that leads me into my next one. So I, I, you can quote your, you know, your horror films. It depends. Let's get into okay. the next one. Let's do the okay. next one. All right. Number four, James. Number four. Number four, there was um, a thing in New York Magazine in Vulture that had the 101 best endings of movies of all times. The the things that you will remember for the rest of your life. And Twitter went on and they said that the best ending of any movie ever made was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That last scene where he has, it's in the sun, the sun is going down and he's on the road spinning around with a chainsaw and the bloody girl is in the truck as it leaves. Does everyone remember that scene? Yeah, it's actually a meme, I think. The, the cinematography of him spinning with it, with the, with that, with the chainsaw is one of the, the biggest and most indelible endings of all time. They also mention that um, Thelma and Louise is one of the best endings that you will never ever forget. Cliffhanger. The, 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 the vanishing. Do you remember the vanishing where he ends up? He's buried underground. And he, he's in the coffin that's being buried. He, he puts the lighter on and he realizes that he's dying. And that's how it ends. What yeah. what year? Is that an old movie or a new one? No, that was nine, in the 90s. And they had a remake with Kiefer Sutherland in which he gets out of the box. But in the, the original one, he's just buried alive. And he puts the lighter on and realizes that he's in a coffin. And the air is he's running out. And that's how it ends. Mm-hmm. Um, some like it hot. Remember some like it hot where the very, he takes his wig off and he says, but I'm a man. And the guy says, well, nobody's perfect. And they write. Freaks, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 1931. It was a horror movie in which a bunch of circus freaks that were actual circus freaks. They actually found a bunch of circus freaks in the Todd Browning, put them in the movie. And they, there's a woman who's torturing them who works in the circus and they turn her into a chicken woman at the very end. And they all are going through all the circus freaks. The real life circus freaks are crawling through the rain, singing goobble gobble, goobble gobble. One of of us, goobble gobble. And people to this day, if you say goobble gobble, one of us to a certain group of people, they will be terrified because it's one of the scariest things. It's 1931 pre-code and they managed to have real life you know the pinheads and the and the people with no bodies and the the short people and the bearded woman and they're all actual circus freaks and they they take this woman and they they turn her into one of them and that's really scary um uh let me see a death becomes her with one of them where they fall down the stairs at the very end Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're all in pieces um another one was mama mia here we go again where they all sing in their, their disco outfits. <laughs> I loved it. I had a good one. Um, uh, Blair Witch Project. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, where he's standing in the corner and you just, you it, it, they don't explain it. And remember, she walks in and he's just standing in the corner. Oh my God, it's so scary. And um, 
Uh, Night of the Living Dead was another one where the where the zombies come in and kill everybody at the very end. This is the biggest spoiler alert ever. I'm sorry, but these are all movies that are 30, 40, 50 years old. <laughs> By now, I don't feel bad about spoiling it. But there's a whole list of them, and there's a bunch of them that are, you know, The Great Illusion. There's a bunch of, like, really prestige movies. Uh, Being There, remember, I don't know if you've ever seen Being There, where he walks across the water at the very end and you realize that he's Jesus Christ. Oh. And that's... Um, uh, Yentl is one of them. So it's, it sort of goes from high from highbrow to lowbrow, but it's worth checking out. Does anyone have any movies that, that? Oh, Silence of the Lambs is another one too, where he's where they're in Haiti or something. I was gonna uh, say that uh, one. Having yeah. an old friend for dinner. Having yes. an old friend for dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madison, do you have a favorite movie ending? Oh my god, I I I have so many movies that I love. Uh, I, it's hard for me to just pick one because it's all I do is sit there and watch watch stuff over and over and over. Uh, what comes to the top of my head? Oh, Madison, you've watched so much. You said horror, right? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, just a- anything. But but if you're a big horror film, that's that's always fun for mm-hmm. me. Well, no, I like the color purple. You know how they end when they when they get the sister comes back. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I love. Uh, I, it's so many. I, I feel like y'all don't threw me on the spot like saying. Like, ah. <laughs> well, wow. you have a favorite that, that you can just pull out. Of. I mean, I was thinking that the one that sticks with me the most is Blair Witch. I guess is I, I'm trying to think of, a, of another great trick ending because in a way that that actually wasn't a trick ending. It was just a really weird ending. Like, what is this? Um, no, I don't. I guess I don't really. Um, Do you remember? Um, uh, there's a couple on here. There's. Um, Monty Python's Life of Brian is that one that this, do you remember Fenton where it's Christ on the cross and then they all start singing um, uh, uh, always look on the bright side of life remember that that old song and all the people on the cross are singing you know always look on the bright side I always laugh at that I gotta get this list I gotta get this list from you James because I, I will I'll, I'll send it I'll send it because it is it's a fun list well, I'll post it on the Wow Report. Please. What's your favorite ending, Blake? Uh, well, I I said I was going to say Silence of the Lambs. I'm having an old friend for dinner. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is but, a great line. Yeah, they're, they're in South America or something, and he they, they look up and, yeah, anyway. Anyway, so we can move on. Well, all this talk of endings makes me sort of somehow unable to move on. I can't end the segment and go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, Blake. Number three. Well, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, I just got my, sadly, just got my passport right before everything shut down. So I'm patiently awaiting for my, both COVID vaccines. And I've been watching a lot of TV at home. A lot of my favorite streaming channel, I've told you 8 million times, Discovery Plus. And all the home shows have me wanting to go like, to Detroit, where rehab addict Nicole Curtis's show is, and see all the houses that she's done. Or I've well, talked about the show Home uh, Good Bones, and I want to go to like Indianapolis and see what all that's like. Where you, are I went to Indianapolis a few years ago? I, I did a club gig there, and I asked somebody just to take me around the city just because I just wanted to see it because I'd never been before. And there are some houses there some old gothic like 1800 houses that have been there and they are so beautiful there is a neighborhood that is just nothing but nothing but old it's gothic probably fountain square or bates hendrix that's where okay they it, were. it's called the gingerbread homes from like the 1800s yeah. really and i grew up you know near detroit and it was it was a scary place for a long time in the 70s and 80s but it is so amazing that the houses there are even even in the worst of times, you could still just go and gasp at how beautiful the architecture is in that town. And it's so nice to see everybody going in now and rebuilding it up and, and making it. Is it still is it still a uh, well, like- and they're rebuilding it now. In fact, this Nicole Gar- Curtis girl who I'm talking about, she's had several shows. One of them, one, the whole season was just her renovating this classic Tourette home that was in uh, Detroit because that's her hometown. And then in this newest season, which is like happening right now, she is doing rehabs on couples who have bought homes and got in over their heads, which is also in Detroit. So mm-hmm. she's like, they talk about how Detroit's going through a renaissance and everything. And I just feel like I've never been there. And that would be a perfect like 
Long week. Aretha's home is there. Hey, I was just going to say Aretha. You got uh-huh. to go. Yeah. And then there's a, so a couple of museums. The and- Motown Museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have been to the Motown Museum, and I also saw Aretha lying in state. I remember. I remember you talking about that. Did you go to her funeral? I didn't go to the funeral because but left like the day before or something. But she was lying in state and, and got to see and her. You got to, you got to walk past the body, right? Yes. Yes. And what I, did was were those shoes like cute? They were some cute gorgeous, shoes. gorgeous shoes, and her feet were crossed. It was just so extraordinary. And it took Nolan, my kid, and he was like. Are we really gonna see a dead body? And I yeah, kind of scarred that kid in more ways than I can ever imagine. (laughs) He has something to talk about with his therapist when he hits thirty. Well, that's that's it. Um, Cubs of the Midwest, get ready for me but because I'm. You don't need a passport to go to these places, Blake. I, mean, oh, I, I know. I was going to talk about go. I wanted to go to Toronto and Mexico City as well. No, but but... Wait, don't you starting starting soon? Don't you need uh, either a passport or one of the specialized license plates to get from state to state now? What? Yeah, you need to. There's a special license plate or your your passport, and if you have an old license plate, I mean an old license, you can't go state to state anymore. Oh God. Is it because of the COVID? No, they've just been. Is it? I don't know. They they've just been planning it for a while now. And when you renew your license plate, you have to get their license, driver's license. You have to get a special one that allows you to travel. Oh yeah, the real ID. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I oh, think they're just changing the the IDs, and they're just saying after a certain date, unless you have the new ID, you can't travel. But the the idea of the real ID and the all the other IDs are unreal. Yeah. It's a crazy kind of concept. You know what that sounds like to me, Fenton? It sounds like when everybody goes out on Black Friday and they start getting these new smart TVs. I'm like, bitch, y'all just fighting to kill each other. Last year, has the old TV went dumb? <laughs> iPhone, if you don't have the new iPhone, then, then everything crashes. They, you ha- it's, it's planned obsolescence is what it's called, where they everything will break down because they want you to buy the new thing. So... It's crazy, man. It is. All right, number two. Number two. I just saw uh, this. What is the movie called? Um, oh, Monster Hunter. Have you seen Monster Hunter? No. Monster Hunter. It's it's made by Paul W S Anderson, who did Mortal Kombat and Resident Evil and Alien versus Predator. So I I love all that shit, I guess. And it's got Mila Jovovich, who I love. Uh, she's just in all those movies. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really, I really enjoyed the movie. I was just sort of watching it and thinking, what is this? And it's it's based on a video game. Um, and it's basically, it's too silly to try and explain it, really. But I it was like, the sex it's, 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 it's your sex life, isn't it? It's, it's, it's based on your sex life, Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> it's based on basically Mila ends up in this desert space where at night these monsters come out and eat you. They're like beetles, you know, sort of alien, you know, that sort of usual thing. And they turn you into a larvae and all that gross out stuff. And then by day, there's another monster. You just get eaten, basically, and impregnated by these monsters. But I was reading the reviews of this movie, and everyone says it's like one of the worst movies ever made. I'm yes, like, it was your favorite. You loved it. <laughs> yeah, this is really good. <laughs> it does get a little strange at the end. There's a, a knife wielding cat, like in Cats, like called the Meowscular Chef. But above <laughs> that, I can't fault it. I thought it was genius. Where was- is this at, Phantom? Where is this? Yeah, where does it air? Um. I didn't know. I I said it was on demand. I think it's pretty much rentable everywhere, but on demand. Yeah. Was there a cool boy in it? Was there a hot male star? Uh, actually, there's um uh Asian guy called Tony Ja who's like I think a a sort of um uh, what is that? What do they call that? A ninja. Ninja. Those type of like physical combat type things. Mortal Kombat. Okay. I can't speak. And he's really good and really smoking hot. And but it, it, I don't know. It's great. I love okay, it. We'll check it out. There That's we go. Awesome. All right. Okay. So when we take one more break, we we'll take one more break, and then we'll reveal the number one thing that made us go wow this week. Wow. Yes. You're listening to World on Radio Andy. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. And welcome back. I'm Fenton here with our super duper special guest, T.S. Madison. 
Thank you, honey. From the T.S. Madison experience, it's on WeTV, 10 p.m. Well, on Thursday nights. They've taught you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not only that, but you have revealed the number one thing that made us go wow this week. Number one. Yeah, we're bookending the show with you, T.S. You're number 10 and number one. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> Wait a minute. Who's... And there's wait a minute since we're since we're pulling out boxes let's do this <laughs> i don't know we need to go there oh, yes. nice. tell us yes. a little unboxing what's in what's inside oh, inside the box i have wait did somebody ring my doorbell do y'all are y'all surprising me again <laughs> what? wait a minute am i being surprised again wait do, is there another surprise at the door do we, do we've got your we've got your Emmy. They're they're bringing you your Emmy. <laughs> oh, that was actually UPS, honey. Some strange man delivering <laughs> delivering me. Wait, so Randy, open your box. Let me see what's in your box because mine is taped up. Well, he had to go, but I've got it right here. Okay, Hang open on. it up. Let me see because mine is taped up, and I've got to get a knife. And the way I hold a knife, I don't want to scare anybody on here. <laughs> oh. What's all in there? I see. I see DVDs. I see what? Is there a hoodie? Is there what is? What do you got? Let's see. We got some flyers. We got a uh, oh calendar. Got, no, no, that's not a calendar. That's oh, it's a word search. That is Miss Maryism. Listen, if you guys don't know, Miss Mary will recreate, reconstruct, rebuild, and destroy a word all in the same same sequence. Okay, so that right there is Miss Maryism's. That's a card that's inside uh-huh. of it that we do like a word search to search when we're watching the show, like right. all of her foolishness and things. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the, gavel. Oh. there's the gavel, you know, because it's the Queen's Supreme Court. Loud, live, and in color. Pull it out, Blake. Like, pull it out. Let me read it. Let's see. Oh, we, we have we have some elixir. All right, Fever, there. Fever Tree Premium Club Soda. Nice. Okay. Yes. See, that's what you put inside of the good old delicious. Pull the other one out. Pull the Where's liquid the out booze? first. Where's the booze? Ah, in the booze. And the booze is filled with some bedazzled stuff. Isn't it? Is it, is it, is it shimmery in there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh. It's, it's like glittery blood is what it is. Mm, yes. What kind of cocktail is that? Oh, it's one of my signature cocktails. And, and here's, the, here's the, the, the ingredients. Pull it out, Blake. Show the ingredients. Show the ingredient list. Are you moving oh, okay. too? You moving too fast, Blake. Well, there it is. <laughs> right. Blake here is we go. Here's, here it is. There it is. This is the Queen's cocktail, and I can't read it right there, but it's the, it's vodka, cranberry, uh, citrus, citrus and edible glitter. Edible glitter. Wait, does when you eat something, does it shine in the mouth like that? Mm-hmm. Does you poop glitter afterwards? Does it poop? I don't. It might make you poop. It could. There's a possibility, but you would definitely be a unicorn and poop glitter. <laughs> now, I, did, Madison, I just want to talk a little bit about um, Tiffany Pollard, uh, New York. I just, just very quickly, she is one of your co-stars on the show. And tell me a little bit about the relationship that you have, and that will lead us out. Uh, Tiffany New York Pollard is the queen of reality TV. The the woman came in and she made other women follow her lead. She's my good girlfriend. I love her a lot. She's been a really big inspiration to me. And I and I've been trying to get her to sit next to me on the Queen's Supreme Court show. But, you know, she's she's engaged. She got a man. Her man is just telling her what she can and cannot do. It's Firking up the thing. Oh, yes, honey, it's a lot. You got to. I'm telling you, got to tune in really heavy into the show. The show's good, um, and she's just like helping me reshape the way that reality television is being told now with the help of World of Wonder. Well, I, I saw in the, in the 15 minute thing, she's talking about her, the third eye that she's got the third eye that you don't have it yet. That you walk around town and that, that she worries about you all the time. Oh, honey, she's always telling me she got a third eye, but that third eye ain't here. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I heart NY, but I heart TS even more. <laughs> I love my baby, that's my baby, New York, and it's just like I, I, together. We are going to reshape reality TV yet again. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. And that congratulations on your own show. It is so deserved and it is such a game changer. And you are 
an icon and an inspiration. It's just lovely to have you with us again. And Listen, I love being on here. I love when you guys call me. I show up anytime. Listen, anytime one of the guys don't want to come, y'all just give me a little footnotes on who some of these people are. You know, y'all are rich. I don't know a lot of these people. <laughs> well, so, you're, but we love your energy and we just love the, the joy that you spread wherever you are. It's always great to yeah. see you. Yes, and, and thank you guys for having me on Drag Race. Can I tell you, thank you for having me on Drag Race here. That was a big dream come true. I'm a super fan. Y'all know I love Mother Rue. The girls this season are Amazing. magnificent. Like, these girls are talented. I love all the girls. I'm rooting for all of them. I love Simone. I love her. I love Simone. I think she is fantastic. I, 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 I love her a little bit. She is just, she is the sweetest and the most creative. I just, I think she's wonderful. I love, I love Candy Muse. I love Tina Burner. I love, I just, I love them. I love, love, love the girls. I Olivia love is the one this season too. Oh. I, she, she came from behind. She was sort of the dark horse and she is so lovely and so wonderful. Yes. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Every, every look she turns out, I just gasp. She, she yes. really is. She, she's she's my she's my come from behind winner. Listen, and anytime that you guys call me to come do drag race again, I'm coming there, wig on or wig off. Just call me, I'll be there because that was one of the most magnificent experiences that I ever had. I love you it, are fabulous, and thank you because it's not easy during this COVID times of quarantine. So, listen, everybody, watch the TS Madison experience on WeTV on Thursdays and. Uh, same time, same place next week. Until then, go out and do something that makes the world go wow.